Hi, I'm Julie. And I'm Lisa. And together we are Two Sober Sober Chicks. Chicks. Welcome back. We've missed you. I hope you missed us too. I hope it's a good sign that you're here again. Yes. um, Still working on Spotify, but if you're listening on Spotify, then I did it! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for sticking with us and thanks for finding us. I just find that people can search for us anywhere where podcasts are found they can do a google search if you google search two sober chicks it comes up on the platform of your choosing you can listen to it on your computer in your car alexa oh yeah that's right i had my cousin do alexa play two sober chicks podcast and then all of a sudden i heard oh oh i'm like oh my god it worked alexa knows us (laughs) that's awesome so what is that that's like wired through people's tv and sound systems i don't know how she works she's a very intelligent ai sometimes my cousin and i will be talking to each other on video chat and something she'll say will trigger alexa and she'll go what no alexa i didn't call you (laughs) alexa stop it you know what's bizarre is, <laughs> do you remember that um, cartoon? It was before our time, but still there was reruns. The Jetsons. Oh my God, I loved the Jetsons. And a lot of things that the Jetsons, you know, fantasized about. They did? Their reality. Like Nespresso machines? <laughs> <laughs> like, and windows that go down with a button? Yeah. And um, and Alexa, like voices. And robots that talk to you. And, hmm. and cell phones. The end times is near. <laughs> oh boy. And she's rocking. That's not a good sign. Yeah, is, this is, a, is this a self-soothing thing? Yes. Yeah, Ashley does it with her feet. This Ashley's my wife. We'll be sitting on the couch, and all of a sudden the feet start moving. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's going on? Are you thinking about something? She's like, how do you know? I haven't told her. Oh, yeah, don't. Because you'll always have the tell. I know. I know what the tell is. Yeah. <laughs> You're twitching your feet. I look forward to those days. I'm just your wife. When I can I just read someone you. like that mm-hmm. who's right beside me. Yeah. It'll happen. And someone who can just rip clothes off whenever I want to and abuse them. <laughs> Maybe abuse is a bad word, but ravage them there you go. without their consent. No, I mean. <laughs> it's marriage. No, no, I was going to say it's marriage. They've already consented. No, that's also not true. <laughs> Trigger warning. <laughs> yes, this is why there's an explicit on our podcast. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like it, four year old in the car, you might want to turn the channel now. If you don't like it, go find a boring G rated podcast. Exactly. We're just real. Julie and Lisa sharing our thoughts and feelings with you on recovery, on life, and hopefully a few laughs and giggles along the way. Yep. So um, this is not a podcast of laughs and giggles, is it? No, but it's pretty amazing what you're going to talk about. You had an experience this week that I think was so powerful and speaks not only to the power of the fellowship, but the importance of amends, what they look like, what Mm -hmm. they sound like, how sometimes they don't work out, but sometimes they do. A dear friend of AA's, a dear friend of AA Toronto, Mm -hmm. of the High Park Group, um, has passed away this week. And uh, it was very sad news. I remember uh, how it happened for me was I called my sponsor about a personal friend relationship. We were having an issue, the two of us. And uh, that was an interesting situation too. And so I called them just to say, you know, this is my thought process. This is what I did. Somebody's feelings are hurt. Um, And I think I made the right choice. But of course, I feel bad because of somebody else's feelings, which is then how I'm you know, discovering, oh, that's codependent. Mm. (laughs) So it all ties in. 
And he said, I'm at work. I don't have a lot of time. I've been on the phone all morning. Um, can you hang on? We can talk about that on my break in an hour. I said, sure, no problem. I'm at work too. And he said, but I got shit news. Can you pull over? So I said, sure. So I pulled over. I parked in some you know alleyway trying to get some privacy. And uh, he said, there's no easy way to say this, but I'll just say it. I said, hi, Park. So he said, Mary died. Mm. So Mary um, was one of those people who'd been around AA for quite a long time. Um, 30 years, I, th- I believe the number was. 28 for sure. I think it was 30 years sobriety. And she brought a lot to the group. And, and I always remember, without fail, Friday nights, Mary conducting the one, two, three room. And um, she was very, very good with the newcomer. Uh, she had an amazing story to tell. Uh, she had a lot of sponsees. She was one of those ladies with, you know, always helping tons and tons of women. Mm. And uh, although she was never my sponsor, she was one of those two. There was two or three ladies at the front when I first came to High Park. And they're like, you need to get a sponsor. I'm just, I just knew because my sponsor back in New Brunswick, Roy, had said, as soon as you get there, you need to get a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still didn't really know how to pick. Roy became my sponsor because he was my friend and I knew him. And then when I got to Toronto, they said, pick somebody who has what you want. Well, Catherine had money and a car and a house and a great job. So I wanted that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I picked her. And Mary was the other option. Um, but Mary was awesome with her wisdom and the things that she would share. So that's what Luke told me. He said, Mary passed away yesterday. And so I immediately was glad that I'd pulled over as I started to cry. Mm. And um, I'm like, how did it happen? He said, I'm just getting bits and pieces of it. That's why I've been on the phone. Apparently she was skating. She loves skating. Uh, so she died doing what she loved. And then uh, I called my former sponsor, Catherine, to ask her how she was doing because they were very, very close and she was touched by that. Uh, Again, and that's something that the program teaches you, right? Don't just think about your sadness Mm, and your grief. Reach out to other people. And I thought, these are people who will really be affected by this. So I called her and I called Victoria just to see how they were doing and check in on them. Uh, and they were wrecked, obviously, you know, and they were getting, but I got more information from that. And the more information I got was that she wasn't skating with friends. She was supposed to, but the friend had been sick. So she went anyway, cause that's how much she loved skating. She'd got new skates for Christmas. Aww. So she went out skating and she just had a bad fall, um, which is odd. So none of this makes sense because yeah. she was an amazing figure skater. Even at 77 years wow. of age, she was in excellent shape. Um, she's not the type of person that you would think, oh, she's going to go early. Mm-hmm. We thought she'd live to be 100. And uh, she was an excellent skater. So it was kind of like a freak accident. Mm-hmm. And she fractured her skull when she went down. Good so there God. was a serious amount of uh, brain bleed. Um, and... At first, I was like, oh, I'm so sad that she was alone. But then when I was talking to one of these other ladies, they said it's kind of nice that she wasn't with people who would have been so devastated by seeing that, by Mm -hmm. witnessing that. And she wouldn't know. You know, she was out there doing what she loved, having a good time one minute, and then the next, she's down. What I found out in that next conversation that same morning was that she wasn't dead yet, officially. Mm -hmm. She was considered brain dead, and they hadn't yet taken her off life support. I found out where the hospital was and it was in the neighborhood that I was working Mm -hmm. and I was a five minute drive away. And in an instant, I thought I need to go. I need to go to her. I need to go to her and I need to say goodbye. None of us 
um, we were all talking about how we didn't get to say goodbye because it was instant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, I can say goodbye. So I went. There was supposedly somebody there from High Park, but I didn't see any of our members. Apparently no members were allowed up where the family was. Um, but I somehow managed to <laughs> weasel my way through the doors. And the doors opened as I was walking into the ICU unit. A nurse had just come out, and they were automatic, right? Mm-hmm. So they were open for that second. And I just walked on through. And I walked up to the desk. I was wearing a uniform, so... You know, when you're wearing a uniform, they just treat you like you have some sort of authority, mm-hmm. even though you have no business being there. <laughs> and uh, they said, uh, are you here for, who are you here for? Um, and I said, I'm here for Mary <laughs> And they looked at me and said, are you family? I said, no. And uh, and they said, oh, okay, bed seven. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, that's awesome. I thought they were going to turn me away. Mm-hmm. And as I was walking towards bed seven, a woman, a younger woman walked by me and she was obviously grieving. She was crying. She was headed out. And we made brief eye contact. We didn't know each other. Um, I went to the bed. I saw her sister. And I said, I, you know, I'm an old friend. I am a member of AA. And I said, would it be all right if I just, um, you know, said said goodbye and whispered in her ear. Actually, I didn't say that first because they hadn't told me this yet. She said, oh, I said, I just wanted to, um, you know, speak to her and uh, give her a message from all of us in AA. And she said, well, you have good timing. We're about to pull her off life support. Mm -hmm. And I said, would that be all right? And she said, sure, go ahead. So I went and uh, I kissed her forehead and I held her hand Mm -hmm. and I stroked her arm with my other hand and I, I leaned down and I whispered in her ear and I told her all the things like um, that all the people that were thinking about her right now and mm-hmm. that everybody were, was here in spirit and I named their names, you know, I'm like Luke and Victoria and Catherine and myself and Vinny and Ren. We are all here with you and we all love you and um, thank you so much. I think I thanked her for her grace. I thanked her for her years of service. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, if you must go. Um, then go quickly. You know, God is waiting for you and uh, we'll be okay, but we'll miss you. Mm -hmm. And then I kissed her on the forehead and before I, you know, lost it, I thanked the sister and um, I I walked out. Can you do that for me when I'm dying? Sure. Okay, thanks. I'll whisper in your ear for sure. Thank you. Um, As I was walking towards the elevator, um, this young woman who'd passed me on the way back had somehow come back around and was walking with me and she said are you here for one of your colleagues and I said no I said an old friend of mine um, is on life support and uh, I just came in to say goodbye and she said oh she said my mom fell and and hit her head skating and they're gonna pull her off life support any second now I'm just devastated Wow. and I said are you Vanessa and she started to cry and she threw her arms around me and she said, you're in AA. <laughs> and she gave me the, a big hug and we just held each other. I just stood there holding mm. her and she cried and I was crying and it was a beautiful moment. And uh, we talked about um, amends. She said, you know, I've, I've had a lot of ups and downs with my mom. Um, and then she told me her story and I just listened. I thought... And it was weird, Julie, because you know me, I'm codependent. I'm a fixer. I want to give advice. I want to fix. I want to tell her all the things that I think will make her feel better. Mm. And for some reason, I knew to just listen. Like I just kept thinking, I, she just needs to be heard. This yeah. woman just needs to be heard. So just listen. 
and she felt like she had never um, gotten the proper amends, like the amends that she had wanted. Mm -hmm. She said, my mom would say, well, I made my amends to you when you were 13. So that's when she got sober. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then she talked about how, you know, she wouldn't talk about it with me later on in life. And, uh, she said, however, I just found out my mom has made all of her arrangements for her funeral. Amazing. And I said, oh, that's such a gift. Mm -hmm. And she said, I feel that that's her final amends to me. Mm -hmm. I don't have to take care of her anymore. That made me cry. Yeah. I'm like, that's beautiful. I said, yeah. Sometimes, you know, I said, I know in AA we always say we're not saints, you know. And it's really hard to drudge up the past because we know where we fucked up. Yeah. We know where we failed you. Yeah. Um, and I said, uh, so I, I'm glad that you found peace in that because I think this is her final her final amends to you Mm -hmm. it's what we call a living amends she made preparations for her end so that you wouldn't have to do any work yeah and she totally got that and she was so grateful for that and then she talked more and I just listened and and it was beautiful and I think maybe that's part of my amends uh to whoever is being able to listen when somebody else needed an ear she couldn't talk to her mom but there was somebody from AA that could understand and get it and hear the hurt and not try to fix it and yeah. just listen so and you actually said if which you would never be you ever were a sober coach yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry to the sober coaches out there it's just our opinions <laughs> i'm not sure where i fall in that but anyways you had an idea about basically we talked about in our step nine podcast and if you haven't listened or you don't know about it lisa and i did one podcast per step except for six and seven which we did together if you look a couple podcasts back and we talked about having a stand-in for the amends but i like the way you put it about having the person close their eyes yeah so i i thought if i ever see this woman again i might offer her if she still feels that she uh, is owed an amends from her mother, I might offer to be her mother's stand-in and say, you know, I, I would I would offer that you talk to me as if I was your mother mm-hmm. and you tell your mother what you really needed and wanted in the form of an amends and close your eyes so that you're visualizing her. Mm-hmm. And I will listen uh, for her and I will do my best to try to offer you uh, what she couldn't what you felt she couldn't and um yeah and then what you taught me when we do an amends ourselves one of the things we're taught to do you taught me to do is to ask if there's anything else I can do going forward Mm -hmm. did you did you is there anything else you want to say you say it better oh is there anything I've missed yes and what can I do to make it better what can I do which is always like there's a caveat there which is you know, it's, as it says in our big book, as God's people, we stand on our feet. We do not crawl before anyone. It's right, not if they a say time. Eat shit. <laughs> yeah, or like you have to be my slave for a month or whatever. I mean, if that's if you're into that, go for it. But um, it's not an opportunity to be abused or debased. It's more like, can we talk about a possible solution here mm-hmm. and see yeah. where it goes? It might just be, I don't want to talk to you for a while. Yeah. It might be, can you just keep in touch with me like call me once a week it may be do community service over here like who knows it's a very individual thing almost 99 percent of the time the amend itself a good heartfelt amend is enough yeah i've never heard well that's not true 
I've heard a couple of cases where people are like, fuck you or return to sender or I'll never forgive you. And that's yeah, totally their choice. Yep. And we have to be, as members of Alcoholics Anonymous, we have to be okay with that. Yeah. And we don't we know must. what people's stories are. Like maybe an amend wasn't good enough because it wasn't good enough. Or maybe someone just needs to be keep revalidated. Like we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Some needs maybe can't ever be met. Yep. Um, but I think that that was a beautiful story and it was full so circle. beautiful. I love that. And I felt so blessed that I got a chance to say goodbye. Yes. And um, I felt driven by God that day. I felt divinely placed. That's so cool. I'm like, who would have thought? You know, normally it's very hard to get into a hospital. So I happen yeah. to be working that day. So that was divine intervention. I'm All in that area. Yep. Um, the fact that she passes me on the way in, as I'm going in, she's going out and something spoke to her. Like she had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of, that was amazing. Yeah. And then I, I, um, I wrote Luke and said, I got to say goodbye for you. And I know that he was touched by that because he texted back if it was, he couldn't talk. That's why he doesn't text. Yeah. I know. I've (laughs) tried to get him to text. He calls. He's like, nope. (laughs) He doesn't do that. I think it's also, this could be a good moment for people to get their affairs in order. That's actually a goal for me this month for me to, you know, investments and other things that I have. I have beautiful jewelry from my previous marriage. Like, where's all that going to go? And I've learned too that oftentimes putting someone's name on something, like whether it's a joint property or an account, is so much easier because you just take it over as opposed to going through lawyers and paying fees and blah, blah, whatever. So um, it's something that I have to get done this month because I don't want people to have to deal with all my shit once I'm gone. And who knows? It could be tomorrow. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, like this situation, she didn't know that she was going to go. She was out skating and then freak accident, head skull fracture. Yeah. Um, I just got paperwork from my bank and it said it talked about something just like that. Like Mm -hmm. in case of death, do you have someone named for your account? And I thought, what? Wouldn't that just be taken over by my will? But apparently you can set it up with your bank too. So let's say Ashley and I are in a bus or a car accident or a plane crash. Then I could name my kid on that account. So, or else what the bank gets to keep it. Yeah. No fucking way. Yeah. (laughs) So. Well, thank you for telling us that story. Yeah. And I hope that by keeping it to first names, as we do in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, that that is good enough and anonymous enough. And I hope that I haven't offended anyone with that personal journey of uh, what I thought was a sort of divine intervention on um, on last words and saying goodbye and uh, a living amends. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool for me. So that I hope cool. you found it that way as well. Yeah. Well, we thank you for listening. And we encourage you to get to a meeting because that's how we keep centered in our mind that we are what we are, which is alcoholics and addicts. It's another way to give back service. If you need to reach us, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Gmail, two sober chicks. Right. And if you want to um, drop some money, we don't have a virtual basket, but there is a basket at every AA meeting that you go to. You Mm -hmm. can throw a few extra bucks in there uh, as a way of thanking us for doing this podcast. You can thank your local AA group when you attend today. Yeah. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. And this has been Two Sober Chicks. (laughs) 